Hey, welcome back to Bitcoin is Hard, a choice app production about Bitcoin and personal finance. If you're already watching on YouTube, you can tell we are not at the desk today. <laughs> Sitting out here in the field. This is not the episode we are going to release today. Not the episode. Um, we had a great, uh, we have just a few awesome interviews recorded. Excited to keep pumping those out for you. But wanted to kind of slow down and just do a little bit of reflecting and just come at you for a few short minutes with just that, reflecting. Because, so, I'm recording this Tuesday morning. So obviously, Monday, yesterday uh, was a pretty big drop, to say the least. Like, you can probably categorize it and use better words than I'm using right off the top of my head right now. But what I wanted to talk about was just the whole reason why we're doing this podcast. Like, the whole reason why... I thought there was a gap at the intersection of Bitcoin and personal finance. And it honestly isn't being served from either side. Like the kind of the generic personal finance community is not really talking about Bitcoin. Um, and then the Bitcoin community is starting to do a little bit better, but not, it's, I just don't think, I think the strategy and the ways of thinking about Bitcoin still have a long way to go. And that's not saying we've, we've done about 30 episodes so far. In no way do I believe we've begun to like solve the problem for now and forever or whatever. But the reason why I want to have these conversations is to start doing that. And putting Monday in context for myself and the price drop, the exchange rate drop, in context for myself, I wanted to talk about, I've said multiple times on the podcast how it's very hard for me to separate the kind of like fix the money, fix the world, like activism aspect of Bitcoin from the purely financial, you know, Bitcoin having a place in macroeconomics and how that can supplement, you know, my personal investments. Like it's very hard for me to separate both those things. And it's because of this. Like when I look at what's happening with investors again scared for lack of a better word about the decisions of like the Federal Reserve and of people in power that are able to decide the price of money. That's a super personal reason about why I like Bitcoin and why I think about it all the time, you know? And so it's, if you're holding Bitcoin, if you're investing in Bitcoin, if you're using Bitcoin as your base money, regardless of what lens you see it through, and we've heard people come at it from all, all multiple lenses on the podcast, and we'll continue to do that, hear from people talking about Bitcoin from multiple, multiple angles. Whether you know it or not, you're, whether you know it or not, holding Bitcoin is an alternative to what we're seeing right now. It's an alternative. It's a different way of thinking about the economy and thinking about economics. And that's why it's so hard to categorize. That's why it's so hard to categorize. And I got a text message yesterday from a friend who said, you know, should Bitcoin be this affected by the stock market? I don't know. We're only 13 years into the experiment. You know, 
I can give you my answer. I can give you my pontificating. But the, the answer is like, we've never, we've never seen a 10x improvement on banking and on the way that money language between humans can work. That thesis is, is playing out live in real time. We're watching it live together. And we're covering how individuals are adjusting their personal financial plans based on how Bitcoin is reacting to different things happening in the world. That's happening live. And so I've said a couple things, I've said it a couple times also that we're writing the personal finance advice. Like we, and I mean, we like collectively, like the guests that have come on Bitcoin, Twitter, the, you know, skeptics that are observing Bitcoin, that collective mass of people is writing the new way of managing your stored labor. Because people aren't going to stop working. The way they work may change, but humans are going to work and do productive things. And money is the language and is the negotiating tool, the technology, the, any of those analogies work for smoothing out those agreements. When you have central planners who are able to choose the price of money, it makes every single one of those agreements hard. All the way down to buying one item at the grocery store, all the way up to negotiating your salary with your employer, all the way to purchasing a big purchase like a home. The decisions of a small group of people are affecting all those things. And potentially to a greater degree than they ever have. Whiteboard Finance, Marco at Whiteboard Finance had a good tweet yesterday. He said, no one under the age of 34 has felt an actual bear market. I think that's a good tweet. I... Because look, looking back on, so the, the last Bitcoin bear market, I wasn't working for a Bitcoin company at the time. I was just doing my own freelance things. I remember people posting about the bear market, but I wasn't as directly connected to it. That was until 2019 when it kind of, when I started to go to Bitcoin meetups. The 2001 recession and the 2008 recession, my dad was laid off both times. So that's something I've always thought about too. 
It's frustrating. That's super frustrating. That, like, the common perception is that, like, this has to happen. Like, the business cycles are normal. This is what happens. Bitcoin is a new experiment and a new way of doing money. That's challenging that. I don't know if it'll fully fix it. That's super big and complex question. But what I know and feel personally is that this way of doing it isn't working. This way of doing it where there's recessions and layoffs every, like in structural recessions and structural layoffs. Business decisions have consequences for sure. Personal finance decisions have consequences for sure. Definitely. It's weird and frustrating that it has to feel so systemic and so on a pattern. And that we all kind of experience it regardless if our decisions have been good or bad. We're all affected by it because the money, the base money, doesn't do a great job of storing value. So you're forced into investing. And then investments are very, very much affected by the, the decisions of a small group of people. <laughs> Our episode we are going to release today was with um, Satoshi Sarah. And she just gives a great perspective on how young people are perceiving the current economy and just inflation and Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and things like that. And it's a really fun episode. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. But today didn't feel like the day. Just wanted to sit on this rock and have this conversation with you. So really appreciate everyone who's been listening to Bitcoin is Hard. This has been really fun to do. I'm thankful to just Bogdan for editing it all the time. And thankful to Choice for having dedication to like Bitcoin and personal finance. Hey all, this is Brian. You can reach me on Twitter at Brain Harrington. Shoot me a DM with any feedback from today's episode. This has been a Choice App production. Bitcoin is becoming centric to personal finance and we want to help you learn how to better engage with Bitcoin financial services. None of this is financial advice and is for education and entertainment only.